0: The information provided in this podcast episode is for education and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional and should not be considered or used as clinical or professional consultation. With that said, here is a taste of what you will get in today's episode. This is not a shock in the black community, but it's a shame that we have to steal be hunted down in the grocery store mining our own business in 2022. Now keep listening to today's episode because there are some cultural jewels that I am dropping on y'all. And of course, thank you so much for your support. Enjoy the episode. hello welcome to another episode of walk a day in my culture this is a podcast where i help you increase your cultural awareness by talking about the daily experiences i have as a black woman i believe that if you guys can hear my experience you can hypothetically walk a day in my culture and that should help you to literally walk on the path of increasing your cultural awareness And if you happen to be a Black listener, hey boo, I hope that you feel validated and seen as you listen to this episode. So with that said, um, let's get into today's episode, which is entitled, It's All Just Too Much. Um, This is a trigger warning for people that are listening. I will be talking about... um, the Buffalo shooting and that incident. And I'm hesitating and kind of pausing because it's been a long time since I came on uh, one of my podcast episodes and talked about um, like the current events that are happening in the Black community. And I don't necessarily know if I really wanna dive dive into it, but I actually feel like I need to dive into it because this is the work that I do, right? Um, I do cultural awareness, I do um, cultural sensitivity work, particularly in the black community. And um, this goes beyond like, cultural awareness and cultural sensitivity and cultural humility. It goes beyond that. It really, really does. But um, being that I like kind of dip my toe and foot and arm and leg into that arena and I am a black woman, I just can't always remain silent. And when I say it's been a long time since I talked about current issues happening in the black community um, that are not the greatest, you know, and that's saying it lightly given this, this Buffalo massacre. um, It's been a long time. And I think part of the reason I've stopped talking about these things here and even in my newsletter is because it's a lot which is which speaks to my title right it's all just too much like it really really is and I think what goes on for me personally as a black woman um is all the different layers right so (laughs) <laughs> I and I'm just going off rib today. Like, I ain't I ain't got no no notes. I ain't got nothing. And I did that intentional, right? Because I wanted to be real, real raw and unapologetic on this episode. But um all the layers I think that come up for me as a black woman, and I think I paused talking about these things because of those layers, and because of the impact that it has on me besides the impact that it has on me if that makes sense so me being a very black woman like a very black my husband being a very black man and my kids I'm hoping to raise to be very black you can feel however you want to feel about that very black statement that I'm making but that's just what it is in this household you know what I mean like That's just who we are. That's what we do. And black people listening know what I mean when I say very black, because some of us are black, and we will always be black on the outside. But some of us is black to our core. And that's me. And that's this household. And so for me, it just makes it really, really difficult. And if I'm being honest and vulnerable, really scary to talk about these things, because it puts it even more in the forefront of my brain than it already is. Um, but I think that's important for people to hear on today's episode because we as black people, we already, okay? We are already hyper vigilant to what can happen when we walk outside of our door. We might not talk about it um, with everybody, that we know we might not even talk about it amongst ourselves as black people but trust me it is always somewhere looming around taking up mental space as to what can happen when we leave our door not only do we have to face the regular old stuff that happens in life you know the god forbids right god forbid a car accident god forbid um just anything awful happening, like just regular old school shootings. And I say regular, not like any shade or not like it's not um, a bad thing. But I say regular in light of this, this Buffalo massacre, right? Because we have school shootings where people are struggling mentally, and they take out just all kind of random people. But then we have stuff like this Buffalo massacre, where yes, this, this person clearly was clearly off. Okay. Mentally disturbed, but targeting black people. And in a, like I said, in addition to us needing to, um, think about the the things that can happen on a daily that are tragic. We also now got to think about, and not now, I mean, I'm, I listen, I'm reframing cussing because I have looked at the at the stats and I got like young folks that actually listen to this. And so I'm like, "Let me just <sighs> let me just bite my tongue and I got the baby on my chest and I'm like, "Let's just not cuss. But this is not a now, okay? We always thinking of the the racial tragedies that can happen to us as well." And so I decided to just come on here today and just really really talk about what you know the uh, seriously walking a day in my culture right because when my husband told me about this shooting I was just like what and you know trying to tune it out because I just don't want to be heightened with my anxiety. Okay. I ain't got no problem naming that i be struggling with anxiety. You know, us therapists, we be struggling too. And it's a lot to be anxious about in the world. It's a whole lot to be anxious about. And so I was trying to tune this situation out just because it's too much. But I remember the first thing I asked my husband when he said he was like, they arrested him. And I said, "Oh, so he made it. He made it out alive, huh?" And I'm not condoning. I ain't saying that nobody needs to be killed. That ain't what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, if y'all look and and do a little bit of research, I saw an Instagram post from a very credible um, source in the Black community. Uh, I always mess his name up. Ooh, I always mess his name up, but his name, I'm going to just call him brother Kaba. Okay. Cause I can't pronounce his last name. Um, but I saw a very, a very reputable, um, he's a very reputable person and, um, Kaba Kamini. I just looked him up real quick. I believe I'm saying his name, right? But he posted a picture of the gun that the guy used and, um, that the, he wrote on there, here's your reparations. And so I didn't I didn't see that post when I asked my husband this question about if this guy made it out alive. But for me, when my husband said, yeah, again, I'm not condoning that anybody die or get killed. But what I am saying is George Floyd didn't, he wasn't armed. He was not armed. He was not no threat. He wasn't armed and we got this fool out here targeting black people and got the nerve and the gall to put and write all kind of other rhetoric on his gun but had the nerve and the gall to write here's your reparations and then i started seeing like the ages of these people and it was one woman on there. Um, I think she was 86. There was somebody else that was um, like 72. The youngest, the youngest person was, I think she was 32. Um, but most of the people were like, at least half of them were elderly. And for me, that just really hurt because it's like they've lived all of this life, and a lot of them in in the 70s and the 80s. They lived through this BS, right? They lived through the civil rights movement. They they lived through, you know, watching Dr. King get assassinated, um, the Malcolm X days, the Black Panther days, the segregation days. They lived through all of that. They lived through all of that. And their life was taken from them by a fool, a plum, ignorant, bigot fool who still has the right to live. So you go 86 years through civil rights, your mom or your dad or your grandparent, maybe as far as a great grandparent was slaves. Like, and and you survive all of that. And you die at the hands of a white supremacist in the grocery store though, right? Like for me, I was like, well, I be damn like that's how they got to lose their life. And I just I just think it's it's trifling. I think it is foolery. I think it's stupid and ignorant for people to continuously be like, I'm so surprised. I'm so shocked. What you shocked for? This is common Place, unfortunately, in the black community. You shocked? You forgot what happened on 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 the 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 video? Barely two years ago, not even two years ago. What you surprised about? What are you surprised about? This is not a shock in the black community, but it's a shame that we have to steal, be hunted down in the grocery store minding our own business in 2022. I'm going to take a break and collect myself because I feel myself getting charged and it is a very charged topic. I'm not trying to water down my charge, but I'm going to collect my thoughts just for a second so that I can come back and just and try to tie things together and kind of close the the podcast episode with a little bit of a little bit of structure, okay? So y'all know what to do in these commercial breaks. I'm not even going through all the fluff and saying all the stuff cuz this ain't that type of episode today. I'll be right back. All right, y'all, I'm back. And I ain't gonna say I've collected myself, but I've collected my thoughts. And it's just a couple of little things that I wanna talk about in light of this this Buffalo massacre. And I notice I keep going back and forth in this episode saying, you know, shooting or massacre, but I think I'm gonna call it what it is. Like, that's kind of what we're saying in the black community. And I think a part of me is trying to make My non-black listeners feel comfortable and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not here for that today. It was a massacre. That's what it was. And that's what I'm going to say. And if you feel triggered by hearing that word, then you need to get your people. Okay. And you need to get your people together because me, me and all the other black people are tired of carrying this burden of trying to help y'all help your people. And, and and the white supremacists that y'all connected to. Maybe you ain't a white supremacist, but I bet you, you connected to one. And, and maybe you ain't white, but if you ain't black and you feel triggered by me saying the word massacre, you, just get yourself together, okay? Because if we the ones dealing with this type of rhetoric on too often. Anyway, I digress. I think what I want to... Um, talk about before ending, because I'm not going to talk for too much longer, is how we are treated as Black people just in general, right? So um me kind of trying to um, ignore what I have seen and heard and just trying to not take too much of that in so it doesn't heighten my anxiety. You know, I'm over here trying to mindlessly scroll on Instagram, which is... I shouldn't have been doing because I ain't gonna get away from it there. But I'm glad I was mindlessly scrolling. Cause I saw on my brother's uh, story that um he posted something <clears throat> and it um it was from I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was from Bay Area something, and basically they just played a clip of the assistant manager that was in the store when the situation took place and And she was saying that she tried to call 911. She was whispering and how the 911 dispatcher was treating her on the phone and ultimately hung up on her. Um, Basically telling her she don't need to whisper. And the girl like, I'm afraid for my life. It's an active shooter in here right now. She said the dispatcher said something crazy to her and then hung up on her. So then this girl had to make another phone call. Mind you, mind you this guy is in the store still shooting. Okay. So she had to make a second phone call to her boyfriend, she said to have him call 911. So you got black lives being lost and literally slaughtered in the grocery store and the 911 dispatcher hang up on you. So for me, that just continuously goes to show that like this country And sometimes I feel like the world, but definitely this country, they don't, they don't care about black people. And so before the commercial break, I'm, I'm telling y'all, y'all don't need to be surprised. You don't need to be surprised about anything that's going on because we've been dealing with this for, I don't know how long and we tired. And so I just think people need to really, really understand when they think of a stereotype in their head, when they speak a stereotype out their mouth, especially about black people being angry, or black people being aggressive, um, you know, or maybe not the friendliest or not the most open, then you put yourself in that girl's shoes that was in the store, she traumatized. And do you do you think that we can rely on the police? No, we can't. It shows it on both ends of the damn spectrum. Okay, like, The girl had to make a second phone call to get her boyfriend to call 911. You know how many seconds that took away, and how many more people ended up dead because the 911 dispatcher did not take this situation seriously? Think about how long it takes to call her boyfriend, tell him what's going on, for him to hang up the phone and then pick up the phone and make another phone call to 911 and explain to them what was going on. It's just a tragedy and it's trifling and it's atrocious and it just speaks to the racism in America. And you wonder why we basically be like, screw your flag. Like, this country is not here for us. Okay. And we need to like realize that remember that and keep that in the forefront of our mind so the next time you want to describe one of us as angry aggressive you know not open this is why and y'all lucky that we still speak and you lucky that we still have a smile on our face and you lucky that we we ain't just decided to go and flip out because it's too much for anybody to take and deal with so that's really all i want to come on here and say definitely a cultural rant today um and I don't care. Like, that's what it is today. But I will leave y'all with the cultural tidbit, um, which is our two black abolitionists for this episode who are um, John Jones. He was born 1816 to 1879 and William C. Neal, 1816 to 1874. Y'all should look them up. You know, this ain't, this ain't the episode where I want to do a lot of plugs about my business. So listen, if this is your first episode that you've ever heard before, you can click on one of the links in the show notes and you can get to know more about me. Until the next time that I decide to post a podcast, I really hope that you do something that'll help you bloom into your best self and you can come back and walk another day in my culture.